Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. All right, so the four questions to create confidence. Well, the first thing is in this environment, ambiguity is the enemy of excellence. When you take an entire economy and tell it to go to pause, it just creates, I mean, from, and personally and professionally, we talk to so many people who are just trying to figure out how do I take care of my kids? How do I, how do I work? How do I set up a home office? Where do I go to work? There's so many questions. And so what I wanted to try to do is just pull out a couple of things here that will help get, and these have been kind of the big rocks that have gotten some of our clients focused and help them start to get some traction. So number one, just know that ambiguity is the enemy of excellence. When you're, when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling uncertain, um, then take a look and see where the ambiguity is at and try to focus in on getting some clarity. And one of those, the first question that we've been encouraging all of our coaching clients and, um, and on the team, when we started talking about this was number one, figure out how much runway you have. Now, specifically, as we get into this, as we start to think about things that, and when our jobs are at stake or that we're looking at a layoff or we know that our business is going to slow down, I just encourage you, find out how much financial runway you have. Is it five days? Is it five weeks worth of financial runway? Is it five months? So some of you are very blessed, but if you're not, take a look. Don't just stick your head in the sand. So find out how much financial runway you have. And really, there's just two very basic things. It's either raise the bridge or lower the river. Now, I'm not an expert in lowering the river, um, but there's individuals that are always willing to help you. Talk to your financial advisors. Talk to, uh, by the way, somebody been hanging around this Mastermind St. Louis community for a long time, Meredith McVeal. She's a certified Ramsey coach. She's been helping people put together budgets to help them work through this time. So I would encourage you, take a look at how much financial runway you have. It's incredibly important because here's why we don't want, we don't want to live. Look, we got an, we got two ears and in between that. And on one side, just, I want you to picture something. We got fear being spoken to us all the time. And on the other side, we got denial, people denying that this thing's actually happening, that things are just going to be rosy and we're going to get, you know, and and I hope and pray that things just rebound incredibly fast, but we can't deny that this is going to have an impact on our business, but we also can't live in fear. So in between fear and denial is hope. It is things that we can focus on, focus on facts, focus on reality, but don't get caught up in it. So my point to you, take a look and see how much financial runway you have. So then you know. And if you have to lower the river, which is lowering expenses, take a look at it. But I would strongly encourage, look at things that that you don't need. 
But as it relates to the rest of this call today, we're going to be focused on trying to help you raise the bridge. This is unprecedented opportunities for us to go out and capture, acquire real estate, specifically mental real estate. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Now, for those of you that are in sales or small business owners, which most everybody on this call is, how do you protect your current pipeline? Some of you have things in your pipeline that are set to close, that you're set, that you're set to get compensated on. Take a strong look and see what you need to do to protect that. Take a look at your supply chain. How do you protect that supply chain? If you've got clients that are in process, call them just to touch base with them, make sure they're okay. Is there any hindrance to them you know, completing the transaction that you're, that you're helping them with? But take a look and protect your current pipeline. Now, these first two questions that create confidence are more about defense than they are offense. All defensive questions. The second two questions that we're going to focus in are offensive questions. How do I take, what do I do to create confidence? What do I do to create hope in this environment? So here we go. And I want you to spend some time. If you don't do anything after this call, but this one thing, I would encourage you to sit down and ask yourself, what does this situation make possible? What does this situation make possible? It's a question that I focused on in a personal mastermind group that I run, and I'm part of other mastermind groups. And one of the most successful entrepreneurs that I, that I know threw that question back at me. I've heard this question before when I read The Big Leap. And we've talked about that at Mastermind St. Louis in the past. But what does this, what does this situation make possible? And he said it to me in a way, and just what he was doing within his company, what he was doing at his family. I mean, chances are, I mean, if you just think about it, go over to the chat box and say, hey, what, is, what are some of the positive things that this situation has made possible? Let's try to collaborate a little bit because I'm telling you, there's some, I'm hearing some great things. The family dinners that are happening, the types of conversations that are happening at home, people learning how to work, work from home. Our team, the McCray Mortgage team, we are absolutely creating new systems that are absolutely positively going to help us in the new normal. So what is this situation making possible? Jump over to the chat box, share the best thing that's been made possible by this or the most hopeful thing that you are about what this is going to make possible. Because I'm telling you, when we get there, we get out of fear. When we start talking about things that, we, that, that are possible, and that's the whole purpose of Mastermind St. Louis is connecting people and possibilities. Folks, this is a great time to think about the possibilities. Now, when you get a great idea, go take massive action on what is being made possible. Hey, now, Brian, we've got some people taking you up on that opportunity. Can I share some of the stuff they're telling us they're doing? Absolutely. I'd love to hear. So excited. So first, I'd like to say welcome to Jessica Gruber. I hope I'm saying your last name right. It might be Grubber. And um, I pray for just forgiveness in that moment <laughs> if I butchered it. It's her first time here. So she's excited to be with us today, which is very exciting. Um, Hannah Green is saying um, this situation has allowed her to reach out to people who need more efficient home offices. Um, she's uh -huh. an interior designer. I love that, Hannah. Um, Jennifer Wade um, is saying, um, Jennifer Wade was asking a question about how she can get this information if she's not on Facebook. Jennifer, I will totally connect with you later. Um, find my phone number here in this feed and let's connect on that. Um, Debbie is, Debbie Bommel is creating great online events and connecting clients all over the country, right? We may have been so focused here in our own backyard. We've missed the opportunity to go, um, across the country. I love that Debbie, um, you mm. have expanded your territory and, uh, love that. Um, 
Susan Green is sharing that she's doing some self-growth that she hasn't had time for in the past, like working through habits, right? Maybe we want to change some habits. That's a big deal, Brian. We talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Lewigs who is, is um, creating deeper connections with friends, family, and clients. And uh, he's finding that people are slowing down and wanting to connect. And I think that is a win that likely a lot of us are seeing. Um, I love that Dan is creating those deeper connections. And then uh, Debbie is all, Debbie Bommel jumped back on and said she's connecting uh, with many neighbors, sometimes for the first time. And wow, what a statement is that, guys? Like some of us have lived in our homes and we do the whole open the garage, pull into the garage, close the garage, right? Maybe it's not just me. Um, so I love that she's, uh, finding time for that. Um, and Meredith McBeal is diving into some systems. So those are some of the great things we're seeing out here. Um, Brian uh, Ruben just piped in and said, he's a leader in a weekly online networking group to bring small business owners together. You guys are, um, creating new things, um, in the space that you've been given, right? This opportunity, maybe we see it as that, that we've been given. Um, at our house, that's what we call things that we're not super fond of sometimes. They're opportunities. And so you're making the best of those. I love that in this community. Oh, that's great feedback. So um, guys, that's one of the, frankly, thank you for sharing and jumping in because that's one of the challenges. Just a, a little bit of background for those that are new to Zoom. Um, there's really two types of uh, things you can do in Zoom. You can have meetings, which many of you have probably had meetings. And then uh, it, we just looked at the registrations that we're coming in. So one of the things, please know, this is a webinar. I really miss your faces. We'll talk about that in a little bit, um, but there's gonna be some meetings that we'll have through the uh, through this community that uh, we'll, we'll invite those of you who are already members of uh, the ambassador program. We'll talk about that. We'll, we're gonna be scheduling some meetings because it's making possible some new things. So anyway, we'll get back into that, but let's finish up here. So we got the four questions, create some confidence. Number one, well, how much runway do you have financially? So get a, get some get some bearings on that. It's a great opportunity to do that that you probably wouldn't have done had we been in, in the old normal. So um, how do you protect your current pipeline? Love on your current clients. Figure out what you can do to make sure that things go well for the transactions you have in process. And then number three, spend some time really trying to figure out what does this make possible? Now, one of the things I'd encourage you to do is to take a look at different areas of life. What does this make possible at home? What does it make possible for me as a father? What does it make possible for me as a husband or a, you know, a spouse or a significant other? What does it make possible for me as the leader of a team? What does it make possible for me as the leader of my clients? What does it make possible? Just focus on the possibilities and come up with a couple of ideas and then take massive action on that. And then number four, this one is important is when this is over, which I, I, we have to believe. Look, first of all, I am a believer. So there's, uh, I, I, and you'll, you'll know that I haven't hidden my faith here. I don't, we don't ever lead with faith in this environment, but it is a, um, it is a situation that I, I want you to know that I do believe that there's a plan for this, but I will let you know, I would also not bet against our scientists. You know, there are many diseases that have been around for a long time, but I don't ever in the, in the time of human history recall or have been able to study a time where the entire work world was focused on providing a solution to one single disease, which is being caused by this virus. So I wouldn't bet against this world and the brains and the scientists uh, coming up with a solution for this. It's going to end. And we have to stay focused on that. And when this is over, 
what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for the person that lived in fear? Do you want to be known as the person who lived in denial? Or you want to be known as a leader? What do you want to be known for? Spend some time on that and take massive action on that. Start becoming that person. For us, we want to be, we want to provide hope on our team. We want to provide encouragement. That's what this entire event is about. We want to be better leaders. We want to have better, we want to be known for better systems. We want to be known for providing better service to our clients in the mortgage side. From a coaching perspective, I want to be known as somebody who helps my clients build their version of special. Many of the coaching clients are here, many of the ambassadors and ambassadors, I promise you, we got some great stuff planned for you to help you build your version of special. I'm going to get into that here in a little bit, but that's what I want to be known for. I want to help people build their version of special. So I hope you're encouraged. And if, by the way, you don't have to join anything to be a part of this event on the third Thursday of the month. I am committed to, sh to showing up and providing some encouragement once a month, whether it's live or whether it's on a webinar, 10 o'clock on the third Thursday of the month, put it on your calendar if you're getting some hope and encouragement from this and invite somebody you care about. So, all right, so those are the four questions to create some confidence. I hope you find those useful. So uh, in order to, I'm gonna go to the next component here. And I gotta thank some people before we get going because uh, that we will get back to a live event and uh, our Mastermind St. Louis would not exist um, if it weren't for some special, special people. Now I got, uh, I've got some company logos that are posted here, but this is more than a logo. Um, these are people that have decided that they're gonna try to build their version of a radically referable business. What does that mean? They're trying to provide encouragement to other people by studying things that matter, practicing things that matter, and then teaching. And teaching is nothing more than sharing what you've learned. That's the, that's the common thread amongst everybody that continues to show up at this event or be a part of this community. They study things that matter, they practice things that matter, and then they teach them. And they teach them in a selfless way that's not telling people what to do, but just sharing what they've learned. Because it does provide hope, it does provide some encouragement. So these special people, I've got Barry Russell with Short Sale Specialist. Jim Adolfson with Adonis, uh, who does, uh, they recycle in a green way, old materials. Um, Dave, um, we got some people here on the, uh, uh, Dave Myers with, uh, he's got uh, Images Today and Beyond, uh, is one of the best photographers in the area, and he's been uh, capturing the memories of our event in a special way. Got Nick Niehaus with uh, Connect Mar Marketing. Um, Chris is doing some special things with video, with the community, trying to help. Uh, been focused heavily on the real estate community, trying to help them build their influence through video. Same thing with, uh, with Chris Vandehey with Kinetic Visuals. Um, Chris, uh, Chris captures video. He's been our videographer uh, at the event for several years now. He is amazing. He's also working with, uh, with the real estate community, helping with virtual tours and things like that, doing some editing to make sure that they're sharp. All in entry. Daniel Rubenstein, uh, been an amazing ambassador for our event, became an event sponsor here a while ago. He helps you put your inventory of relational assets together. What is that? It's really exactly what it is. It's a database. He's helping. If you haven't, this could, what does this situation make possible? Maybe it makes possible you get in your database together. Uh, if that's the case, see Daniel. All right. And then we've got some table sponsors. John Brandvine. John, uh, John is, uh, uh, part, runs Brandvine and Company, a CPA, um, and we have Hillsborough Title, which is there as well, which is, uh, we're supposed to have 
So Cami, just please apologize. Uh, Cami and Jackie with Hillsborough Title have been sponsoring the event for several years. They've got a table at the event and continue to bring people to the event. Thank you so much. And my apologies on the, uh, the lack of a logo there. Um, Anthony Merkel with Southwestern Consulting, one of the great coaches here locally, uh, does a great job with his clients and helping them um, build their business. Uh, MJ, Mary Jo, uh, she's with Echoza. Uh, they're a home warranty company. They have been part of this event. If actually Mary Jo was part of the first event and helped us get up and running. Um, and then we've got Paul Sinnott with OnQ Financial. Uh, Paul's also in the mortgage industry, uh, running a team over there, regional manager, great guy, studying things that matter. He practices things that matter and he shares it uh, in a humble way. Um, and then Thrivent, uh, Mr. McGraw, uh, Brian and his team uh, are in Kirkwood. Uh, they do an amazing job and uh, I love where their heart is. They're doing um, they give a certain amount back and they, with all of their clients, they do some great things uh, to help their clients be difference makers in the community. So um, Brian's been a part of the event for a long period of time. We're very, very thankful uh, for his support. And then we got our premier sponsors. Um, that upper left-hand corner that you see there on your screen is Mark Warren. Uh, Mark's got his own inspection company. And, um, you know, the interesting thing is about each one of these people, it's the, it's the people behind this. So you see the logos, um, but I will tell you, there's some amazing people behind this. Mark Warren, I just got, I uh, uh, was on a coaching call with some realtors. One of the realtors was telling me how she took Mark's handwritten note strategy and is making a difference with her past clients. That's who Mark is, just a heart of a helper. Um, so Mark, thanks for being a part of this community. Um, and then we've got Nick Najar and Diane Collins with, uh, with Real Producer. Um, they have just been amazing. They've built a phenomenal community in the real estate space uh, with the vendors around that. Um, just done a great job with doing that. And uh, if you haven't met, Diane's incredibly active uh, in the community and Nick's, uh, Nick's doing his thing in terms of helping build that um, and running that organization. Uh, great, uh, great to have them as sponsors of this event. And then we've got uh, Dan, Dan Lewis with the insurance store. Dan is probably, uh, you know, Dan's just quiet quality, just runs behind the scenes. Um, but he's one of the best connectors you're ever going to do. And if, you, if there's been one guy that has been a student of everything that I have taught, it's Dan Lewis. And he's just an implementer. So if you've got questions about this event or people that are successful, that are connectors, that are building a radically referable business, Dan's one of the best guys you can talk to. And then we've got, uh, we've got Knox with Integrity. Um, Knox has been hanging around this event, been a supporter of the event for many years, uh, became a premier sponsor here in the last year and continues to promote the event. He's got a great company uh, and just cares about people, comes up with creative strategies to help uh, those affiliated with the real estate industry grow their business. So we're great and very thankful for having that. And then the McCray Mortgage Team, uh, we're at Central Bank. And if I've got any Central Bank um, brothers or sisters on the call, I just want to say thank you for being here. Uh, but specifically, I want to thank um, really three people that are part of the McRae Mortgage Team. That's Don Baumgartner, who you see here, who we've just brought aboard. She's helping us in a business development capacity by trying to provide education inside, the, uh, inside this community and also with our referral partners and strategic partners at the McRae Mortgage Team. And then uh, we've got two product specialists who are amazing at what they do. And Brad Wilmot, who's been with me for the better part of eight years, and Rachel, who's been with me for the better part of about five years. So uh, they're amazing. Love having them. It's great to run with you guys. And so uh, thank you for being here. Um, and then that's our sponsors. Um, 
We'll talk about the ambassadors later. It's hard to thank all of the ambassadors. Normally I would have you stand up, but uh, they, uh, the sponsors kind of support this event financially to make sure the expenses are covered. Uh, they've been doing that. And um, so the ambassadors do the same thing. So it's just, uh, I appreciate you. It allows us to put some things together in a special way. And we're going to be giving you some bonuses as sponsors and as ambassadors a little bit later when we roll out the Radically Referrable Academy to you here in just a little bit. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about the possibilities in our business. And we can't do that without talking about the cycle of business. And by the way, some of you, I know uh, the last time I put this presentation together, some of you were taking pictures and sharing it. Please feel free. This, uh, this event is for you to share. Um, if you're getting some encouragement, take pictures, have conversations with people about the things that you're learning here, because that's the goal. We want to spark conversations that help people grow. So this, uh, feel free to take pictures if you want, use them, you have permission. So the cycle of a business. Guys, I like to say they're the three C's of business. There's creating, converting, and completing. Now specifically, you've probably heard those more in the terms of marketing, sales, and operations. Now, in this environment, I'm gonna set the conversion or the sales side of it. We're gonna leave that to the side. And also the operations. We've got so many varied industries here that it's really hard to talk about specifically just sales techniques or operational techniques. But I will tell you uh, today, we're going to focus specifically on creation and the marketing side of things. And we're building a relationship business or a referral-based business. That is our marketing. So many of you heard me say in the past, referrals aren't something that we are to pursue. There's something that we attract by the person we become. And that's why this event exists. We want to help you become better versions of yourself. So that you can attract more business versus going out and pursuing it. Because as we look at these things, here's what I believe about marketing. It's not something that we should be doing to people. Marketing is really something that we should be doing for people. Our marketing should be for people. Our messaging should be for people. And today I'm going to narrow down specifically as it relates. Think about the businesses that we're in. You know, some of it, truthfully, some of us are probably still in our jammies. Some of us are dressing for the job we want. Some of us are still putting on our uniform. Wherever you're at, it's okay. But what we can do, what this situation makes possible, it makes it possible for us to connect with people in ways that we have never connected. We can't go anywhere. So I'm going to spend some time kind of breaking down the four types of conversations and how to use them to create influence in your business. Now, I'm going to focus specifically today on past clients. I think it's the number one opportunity that we have. And if you've got clients who have been, who've consumed your product, who you've completed a transaction for, there's never been a better time than to reach out. But the biggest thing is, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So what I'm going to try to do is just tell you what's been working for us on the McRae Mortgage Team and what's been working for my coaching clients, what's been working for other ambassadors. Again, I'm not trying to make it specifically about that, but it's just focusing on what's working. So if you don't mind, I'm going to move over and talk about how we can market for people. And that's when we start to energize our connections through the different types of conversations. So I'm going to spend just a little quick time, a quick few moments to go over, uh, give you an overview of each one of these conversations. Now, um, in your upper left-hand corner there, you see the restorative conversation. Truthfully, that's a hard one to have because you're typically fixing something there. Um, and yes, by the way, people have asked me, this is, do this, does this apply in your business and home? Yes, you're going to notice a pretty consistent theme. Most of the things that I'll talk about can be applied to help you win at work, but they also, when applied, 
can help you win at home with a significant other, with a child. So anyway, my point is the restorative conversation is those conversations where you're fixing something. You are repairing something. Those take some patience. We're not going to get into much of that today because that's a whole deeper conversation. But what I would just suggest when it comes to restorative conversations, don't hide. Hold your chin high. If you deserve a right hook, take the right hook and just ask yourself, is it fact or is it fiction? If it's fact, listen to it and then fix the problem with your client or in that situation going forward. But if it's with a client in the past, you reach out to a client and they give you some feedback about something that didn't go well, don't get defensive. Take notes, figure out what you can do to get better to fix it going forward. Transactional conversations. Many of you have converse, uh, transactions that are currently in process and the transactional conversations, um, you know, an example in the mortgage business is calling to say, here's the status of your file, Mr. or Mrs. Client, or reaching out to the realtor or to the title company, say, here's where we're at. We're updating them on facts, figures, status. It's a, it's a transactional conversation and it provides good information and that's a, that's a good conversation to have. It's typically, but it's usually a neutral conversation. And many treat that like it's a positive, a net positive when it comes to creating referrals. It's not that it's a hindrance, but it's not the most effective because it doesn't really lead to referral conversations. They're just transactional in nature with the hope of a referral. Now, if you've been hanging around the Mastermind St. Louis community or you're an ambassador or you've, been, you've consumed some of the content, you know that relationships are the key to building a referral-based business. So we have to be great at relational conversations. We have to be great at them. We have to be great at engaging, always getting better at engaging our clients, at engaging strategic partners, at referral partners through relational conversations. I'd encourage you to build a portfolio of quality conversations or quality questions, excuse me, but build a, a portfolio. That way you've got some questions that you can reach out to people and just have conversations about them. Focus on them, what's going on with them. So as it relates to past clients, something that's been working really well, it's kind of hard to have many one-on-ones in this environment. It's kind of hard to have live events with clients. It's not very hard to use technology to text a client. We've had some amazing success with just sending a very simple text to create a conversation. And the text is something like this. Hey, just thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Specifically, hope you and your family are doing well. And then period. And then adjusting to the new normal here, period. Anything I can do to support you? Question mark. That's an example of something that we've been sending out via email and text. And I'll come up with something and I'm going to give you an action plan here in just a little bit. But reach out to your past clients. It's a great opportunity to capture what, what I've been talking about in the real estate. So we, we deal in real estate, but it's hard right now. We know that uh, statistically speaking, the real estate industry is going to slow down a little bit. I'm not trying to be fearful here. We just know it's going to slow down a little bit and there's going to be a new normal until things get back to normal. So we're just trying to capture, acquire mental real estate. And when we start loving on people, that's when things happen. Call and care. Call and care. Reach out and care. And when you start having those conversations, you're going to get into things and you're going to hear positives and you're going to hear negatives. When somebody's struggling with something, ask them what they've tried. Just listen. You don't have to have solutions, but ask them a question. A quality question is, hey, I understand. I've got empathy for that. You may have a connection that you can make for them. You may have a resource. Your network will become invaluable to helping your existing clients overcome things. 
many of our clients have been doing projects around the house and we've been able to connect them with other handymen to be able to help them with something. So just reach out, be a source of, be a connector for your past clients when an opportunity presents itself. But make deposits emotionally with every conversation that you're having on a relational basis. Those are the relational conversations. And when appropriate, when appropriate, have referral conversations. And I'm going to move into that in a little bit as we talk about that, because that's one of, because what I don't want us to do is I don't want us to go stick our head in the sand. We got to go love on people. And I think we need to be doing that through relational conversations. I'm encouraging our team. We're doing everything we can to reach out to our strategic partners and clients to make sure we're connecting with them and meeting them where they're at and providing hope and encouragement. Because remember, there's two things we want to be known for as a team when we get done with this, hope and encouragement. So whether it's in our coaching practice or whether it's in our mortgage business, that's what we want to be known for. So as it relates to referral conversations, I want to try to dive into this. This is going to be an interesting way to teach this. Normally I'm teaching live and there's a little bit of feedback, but I'm going to tell you some of the things that we've seen recently that are working incredibly well. But before we do that, what I want to do is I want to move into how are you currently asking for referrals? And typically what we see, and many of you have a great deal of confidence in asking for referrals, but statistically speaking, you're in the minority if you're confident asking for referrals. Whenever I'm doing a live training course or whenever I'm doing a coaching an individual, ask them, you know, how, do you, would you like more referrals? And the answer is yes. And then I ask them, okay, well then tell me how you ask for them. And everybody stutters. They don't have a script. They don't have a system. So what I'm going to do today is just share with you a very simple system. Because as you go through this, and one of the things that, and one of the reasons when we get down into a coaching situation with somebody, why they don't ask for referrals is they don't feel confident in doing so. They feel awkward because they don't have a system. And they're focused on scripts. Scripts are not conversations. Questions create conversations. So when you don't feel comfortable doing something, you typically won't do it. So what I'm going to try to do is provide you with a very simple system today to use with past clients that will help. And I, and I'll start to set that up with this quote from Maya Angelou. And I love this quote. So I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So I want you to remember that in your conversations. When you hang up the phone, when you get done talking to somebody on a zoom call or on FaceTime, or on Skype, whatever technology you're using. When they click the end, end call button, how do they feel? And I want you to think about that for a second. And typically speaking, one of the reasons that most people don't want to ask for referrals is it makes two people feel awkward. Number one, it makes you personally feel awkward asking. It feels selfish. It doesn't feel selfless. And again, I'm not, I'm not downgrading any of the scripts that are out there that it work for people. There's some individuals who can get on the phone and just say, who do you know that I should be talking to? Totally respect that. You can build a business that way. But statistically speaking, most people, it makes them feel awkward to ask that directly. Now, please note, if you don't have a system, that's the one that most people recommend. Who do you know is, is one of the most used questions to get referrals or to get introductions, but it typically makes two people feel awkward, you and the person being asked. Because when they get asked, if they don't have an answer, most people don't wanna let somebody down. 
So chances are you're making two people feel awkward. And when they hit the end button, do you want them, end call button, when they hit that button, do you want them to be feeling awkward about the conversation? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to delicately walk through how to have some conversations that are authentic without the awkward ask that get into some very deep conversations that will help you from a marketing perspective. This is a great time to reach out to past clients. Hey, Brian, just before you go into that, um, just some feedback we're seeing. People are talking about how they love what they're hearing with this. And I'm posting your sample text message out in our mastermind um, community right now as well. One of the things I love that you just asked us to think about is um, who, when we get off the phone with somebody, who is it that we get off the phone with that we think, man, I feel better getting off the phone at this point, right? I've just had a really golden conversation there. And I think um, something just to encourage us is, we can call people. We want to give people that feeling. But if you're not really sure what that looks like, call the person you feel like that. When you get off the call, call that person and say, hey, I just wanted to call you and affirm you for making me feel that way. When we get off the phone, I feel better when I, get, when I finish talking with you. You've encouraged me. Um, and then just remember that conversations, and Brian, you tell us this all the time, conversations that are focused on generosity, curiosity, and gratitude those are the conversations that you walk away from feeling better. So where can you be doing that in the language that you're using and in the conversations that you're having? Um, because exactly what you just encouraged us to do, those are, the, those are typically the three things that we're going to find in those conversations. So I just wanted to remind everybody of that. That's good. Thank you, Don. All right. So um, by the way, I got somebody that asked me, you know, what are some ways that, to, what are some questions that you're asking? Guys, one of my favorites these days, uh, and I've been using this one for quite a while, when you get onto a conversation, when you enter a conversation with somebody um, that is scheduled, if a past client wants to reach out to you, one of the best questions I think you can ask from a relational standpoint, two of them, I'll give you two of them. What's on your mind? Or my favorite currently, what would make this an amazing conversation for you? What would make this an amazing conversation for you? Let them set the agenda. You'll be amazed at what happens. So it's a great chance. That's a great start to a relational conversation is just once you get on the phone with somebody, just ask them, hey, what's on your mind? How are things going? Let them carry the conversation. So that's again, back into the relational conversation, but at some point. So here's my suggestion to you. You'll see these little steps here for a radically referable action plan. You can change these numbers could be more, it could be less, but I would just, whatever gets, whatever gets measured gets managed. Reach out to five people, can do more, but reach out to five clients today. If you're encouraged by this, if you feel good about what you're learning today, go do this now. Reach out to five clients. Use the text that Don's sharing, pick up the phone and call them, drop them an email, but reach out to them to create the invitation for a conversation. When they pick up the phone, ask them, how are you doing? By the way, I've got 10, 15 minutes here. What would make this an amazing conversation for you? And just listen. By the way, they may tell you what they're struggling with. They may tell you what's working. By the way, when things are going well, ask them what's working. When you hear somebody that's excited about life, ask them what's working. You might get encouragement from them. And that may be the thing that you need to help the next person that you're talking to. So focus on the relational conversation. And then when appropriate, I want you to ask the green light question. Now, I'm going to walk through the green light question here in just a little bit, and I'm going to give you the why behind this green light question. Because if you ask this question, you're going to start to train your clients how to refer you. 
That's the brilliance behind this question. It's less awkward. And for many of you, it's not awkward at all. But I will tell you, it's significantly, in my experience with every client that I've trained this with, and personally, I've been using this question for the better part of a decade to build my mortgage practice, build my coaching practice, and I'm not trying to impress you, but to impress upon you that there are thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars on the other side of you getting comfortable with this question. It's in, it creates influence in an authentic way that leads to deeper relationships and more referrals. I just had a high-end business coach that I spent some time talking about this. He just texted me yesterday from Maine. He said, hey, I need to go back over that with you. Can you give me the details of how to go through that green light conversation again? And this is one of the most successful. He's one of the best integrators for a nationally known brand that is making a huge difference. He's like, Brian, it's all about relationships right now. How do I authentically engage them? So I'm going to share this with you because I'm just going to tell you, if you execute this with your past clients, you will train them how to refer you. And this green light question, a couple things, it's powerless. So in other words, it's giving the authority to the other person. An example, when you ask a question, who do you know that I should be talking to? It's a form of powerful communication. When you ask a question that gives people options that doesn't pin them into a corner, it's a form of powerless communication. And it's a, this question will open doors to great conversations. And I'm going to focus on one thing. Please know, statistically speaking, best-selling author Adam Grant wrote an amazing book called Give and Take. In one section in there, I learned one thing in that book that has changed my business. And it's this right here. He did a study that basically asked people a question and he tracked their response over time. I won't go into the details of that. Just know that the point of this is this. When people affirm that they're going to do something to another human being, they are 41% more likely to do it. Think about that. So if I can get somebody to say that they would refer me, I'm 41% more likely to get a referral from them in the future. This is one of the ways that we go through and we prioritize our database based off how people answer this question when we ask it of them. I don't want to get into details about prioritizing your database. That's a whole nother conversation I'll talk about with the Radically Referrable Academy. But the point is that I want to share with you. This question is very simple. Now, by the way, I pulled this slide. I was just uh, doing a training session for about 30 real estate agents yesterday trying to help them build their business. And here's the question that we shared with them. So this is real estate focused, but this works in any environment. Here's the green light question. If you had a friend or a family member, that was looking to do something and give them two options. You'll notice for real estate agents, it's either sell their existing home or purchase a new home. So think about your industry. So if you're in financial services, it could be if you had a friend or a family member that was stressed out about the market or maybe had an old 401k that they need to move over and they need some, they need some help with. Whenever that were to come up, who would you recommend they call first? Now, by the way, you'll notice the tone. And some of you are cringe. Some of you might be cringing. And I will tell you, you wouldn't be the first one to cringe. But I will tell you, this question is less awkward than asking them who they know. Because when you ask this question, if you talk to people who have mastered this question, they're going to tell you time and time again about the amazing conversations that, were, that was only awkward for one person. It was only awkward for you, the one that was asking it until you mastered it because the people that get asked don't feel awkward 
because you're not putting them on the spot. They haven't thought about it. The number one reason we don't get referrals from our past clients is they don't know we need them. Now, you can pick up the phone and say, hey, my business is based off referrals. Who do you know that I should be talking to? Chances are you're going to feel awkward. They're going to feel awkward. But if you pick up the phone and have a conversation with a past client, you've just made emotional deposits with them with these deep relational conversations, providing value to them in a way that's outside your core competence. And then you simply come around and you say at some point, hey, we're in some interesting times, Mr. And Mrs. Client. I just want to say thank you for your business. Do you mind if I ask you a, a, an awkward question? If you had a friend or a family member that was looking to do X or Y, just out of curiosity, who would you recommend they call first? Now, remember, these are past clients. The answer should be you. But here's the beauty of this question. If it's not you, guess what kind of conversation you just went to? You're in a restorative one. You need to go figure out what went wrong with that transaction, what went wrong with that relationship, and go fix that. Your business gets better when you ask a past client who wouldn't refer you. When they tell you they won't refer you because of X, Y, or Z, go fix it. This is the best marketing you can do. Remember, we're not doing marketing to people. We're doing it for people. You're asking for help in building your business. And when they tell you the truth, you go fix it. Now, that's the restorative conversation. Now, hopefully, and with... Most of us, we're competent at what we do. So chances are they say, Brian, it was great. Of course I would refer you. It's a chance to say, awesome, edify that, be grateful for that. And then I'm going to recommend you get out your pen. Because the next question is where the gold happens. The next question is where the gold happens. When you ask this question, you get comfortable with this. The next question, after they say that it's you and they affirm that it's you, you're going to do two things. You're going to ask one question. It's going to have two benefits. So that question is, I would, I would, I would follow it up with, I was hoping you would say that. And if you don't mind, can I ask you this? What would you tell your family member or friend about me? Here's the beauty behind that. Not only do your past clients know, not know that referrals are important to you, but they don't know how to refer you. They don't know what to say. And when you get them to say it for the first time, guess what? They know how to say it the second time. You're in an authentic way inviting them into a coaching conversation and you're walking them through how they're going to refer you. So when that past client says, Brian, you did a great job. Your team was responsive. The loan process was phenomenal. We closed on time. Take notes on everything you get because you can use that in marketing. For those of you who know, I'm a huge fan of Ray Edwards and his pastor formula. I teach it in the Radically Referrable Academy. You've got the basis. That testimonial is a, what they tell you and you're taking notes is a great testimonial for your next marketing campaign. So I would just tell you with your past clients, pick up the phone, reach out to them because it's going to provide an amazing conversation. You, you move from relational to referral. Very simply, by just letting them know, you may be asking, asking them an awkward question. That takes the burden off of it. And if they're telling you the truth, it's you, and then you get to ask the question, I was hoping you would say that. What would you tell your friends or family about us? And get out a pen. Take notes on what they're saying, and then affirm what they're doing. And praise them for whatever they said. And ask them for permission to use that in your marketing. You've got a testimonial there that you can send out a success story to everyone you know that brags about your customer and not your service. 
we'll talk about that probably in the Radically Referrable Academy at a future encouragement call. But anyway, so that's, this, that's it. I'm gonna wrap this up um, and just say, here's your action plan. Reach out to five or more past clients. Could be a text, could be an email. You might just pick up the phone and tell them you care about them, you're thinking about them. Just thinking about you is a great way to reach out to people. Start every conversation just thinking about you. How are you doing? Focus on the relational conversation. What's on your mind? What would make this an amazing conversation for you? And then when appropriate. Now, I'm going to encourage you. If you're going to have five conversations, set a metric about how many, green light, how many times a day you're going to ask the green light question. It could be once. It could be twice. But you're going to have some amazing conversation. You're going to capture the mental real estate that is available in this marketplace by caring about people. And then if they say that it's you, you're going to get the opportunity to have them say what they would say about you. You're training them how to refer you. They're actually referring you for the first time to you. They're saying it out, out loud. Amazing conversations. And you're also getting material to market with a success story, which again, I don't want to, I could go on for another 20 minutes on success stories. One of the best strategies we've ever implemented. I teach that inside of the Radically Referrable Academy. But that, what you've just heard here is a great way is, and by the way, jump over to the, the chat box. And if you got questions about this or comments, is this an implementable strategy? Because I'll tell you the coaching, uh, my personal mastermind coaching program, clients are using this and rocking it. I mean, rocking it. Hey, Brian, so, it's Dawn over in the chat box. We just had um, somebody pipe up. Dan Lewig said he sent a few texts already since he's been on this call, it sounds like. And he's already got a referral conversation going. The best part is he didn't even initiate the referral conversation. His client did. Um, so we do not know the difference we're making when we take the time to ask the question. And we won't know if we don't take the time to ask the question. Well, for those of you who know Dan, Dan is an implementer. Dan's also a coaching client. And the guy just knows how to rock out relationships. So that doesn't surprise me. Thanks, Don. Dan, nice work. I love the fact that you're multitasking during the webinar. Uh, that is implementation right there. Good stuff. Um, all right. So that's the Radically Referrable Action Plan. Guys, I would love to hear your feedback. Um, for those of you who've gotten to know me pretty well, um, words of affirmation, uh, they, are, they provide encouragement, and it's high on my love language list. So I love to hear that I'm making a difference. If this makes a difference for you, it's going to be an encouragement to me. But truthfully, it's going to be an encouragement for someone else too. Could be an encouragement for your family because you got more commissions coming in. Could be an encouragement for your coworkers because you're rocking, you're becoming a, a sales leader at your company. And they're going to ask you how you're doing. You know, we've got an ambassador, Stephen Chismeric. He just, he is crushing it compared to his peers. His cost of client acquisition is significantly less. The leader of his company comes to him and says, hey, I need you to lead something at the company. How do you train these other guys how to do it? Stephen is becoming a leader at his company just by implementing very simple strategies that he's learned as, as being an ambassador of this event. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. 
It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.